Welcome to the Dropping the Last 5 Pounds podcast. My name is Magali, I'm your coach, and I'm going to give you all the tips and tricks on how to lose weight, what diets really work, and what it actually takes to get results. Because you, my friend, are not here to waste any more time. I'm going to give you the facts, I'm going to debunk the BS, and I'm going to motivate you and kick your ass into action. Ready to live your healthiest and happiest life? Let's do this. Hello, beautiful humans. Thank you so much for tuning in into another episode. I hope you're doing well. Um, I am tired today, to be honest. I have been having a hard time getting enough sleep. I don't know what it is. I was doing so well a few weeks ago and just all of a sudden I can't fall asleep early and it's the weirdest thing, but I'm working on it and I hope you guys are doing well. A little bit of a update there. But what I wanted to talk about today is how to build a healthy relationship with food. And I think this is something that everybody thinks in the back of their mind, like, I would love that. But nobody really knows how to do it right. Very few people know. And there's a lot of people who claim to know that actually don't know, unfortunately. (laughs) Like, we all know those people. But... Having a healthy relationship with food and living a life where food doesn't control you, you control it, you decide when you get to eat, you are in full control, you are driving the car and emotional eating, stress eating, sure, you're human, it's going to happen, but it's not often, it's not to the level of it taking over your life, it's moderated, it's not often and you just feel genuinely happy and you feel good with what you're eating and you know that what you're eating is the right food for you. That's basically what a healthy relationship with food is. It's understanding food and what foods work with you and what foods don't, making those choices that are in your best interest, being able to move on from quote-unquote mistakes in a healthy manner and just feeling overall really good, really confident, really happy with where you are in your nutrition. And I think every single human being on earth should have this experience. Like I don't think anybody should not strive to improve their relationship with food because I think it's it's food is one of the biggest parts of our lives. I mean, we need to have it multiple times a day to survive or once if you do one meal a day. Um but we need that to survive and it's a huge part of our lives so to not really work on that relationship it's kind of like not working on your marriage or your parents relationship on like your relationship with your parents or your relationship with your kids I mean it is that important it's right up there with those kinds of relationships because it is your it is a relationship with yourself and your nutrition and your habits and that to me is one of the most important things a person can take care of so Long intro to say that is what we are discussing. So if you've ever wondered how to do this, what are the steps to take? How do you know if you're in a good relationship with the foods that you're eating? Then this episode is for you. So let's get started. So I think one of the biggest problems that stems from people not having a healthy relationship with food is viewing food as good or bad, as yes and no, as black and white as this is terrible for you and it's going to kill you and this is amazing for you if you eat this you're going to have wings and fly and be magical that kind of mentality of assigning 
yes and no positives and negatives to food. And this comes from so many different things. I mean, the diet culture, the way the media presents food, weight loss programs. I mean, it all is designed to make you feel like there's certain things that you have to do and certain things that you should never do. And one of the things that I've realized, not only through my own self-discovery journey of healing my relationship with food, but helping my clients do the same, is food is not black and white. Health in general is not black and white. So nutrition and the food choices that we make and why we eat the foods that we eat and what foods we choose not to consume, I mean, all of those things are not blanket. This is for everybody. They're all so individual. And that's the part that people seem to forget who keep pushing this clean, 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 this like idea of eating clean or cutting out bad foods. This, There's like this weird, you're a good person if you eat this and you're a bad person if you eat that. But why? It's weird because like I said just a couple seconds ago, everyone is so different. Everyone is so unique. And for that reason... So is our nutrition, so is our food choices, what may be good for me and makes me feel good and actually helps support me and my health and my goals and my quality of life may not be that same food for you. It might be the worst thing ever. What if you have an allergy to it? Do you think that my healthiest food is going to be good for you if you could potentially die from it? No, of course not. So in that same mindset, everybody's food choices and everybody's diet and everybody's nutritional choices are all going to be different and for good reason because we're all different and that doesn't make anybody else's better anybody else's worse it just makes it different so the first step to kind of understanding how to heal your relationship with food is understanding and solidifying this concept because without truly understanding this and processing this and accepting this you're going to fall into the trap of oh i have to follow this diet or oh i have to follow this way of doing this And you're going to ignore your own individual self and your own individual preferences and what makes you feel good. So the first step is understanding nutrition and pretty much every other facet of life is not black and white. It is not good or bad. It is not yes and no. It's not. It's a beautiful blend of gray. A lot of it depends. A lot of we're all different and therefore we are all going to have different choices. So that's the foundation and I think that once you gather that piece of information everything else kind of is a little bit more easier to grasp and put into practice but this mindset has to be ingrained in you because it can be so easy to fall into the false belief that certain things are inherently bad for you and certain things are inherently good for you and that's just not the way that I've seen it happen I that's not what the science says and that's not what my clients have shown me my own personal journey a lot of the people that I've talked to who have been successful in weight loss and improving their health very rarely does someone come to me and say yeah it's because I cut out everything I love and I only eat this like it doesn't happen very much that's usually a sign of yo-yo dieting and not being able to stay consistent because it's so freaking rigid and not helpful so yeah, that that's the first step is understanding we're all going to be different. We're all going to eat different things and what may be good for you may be terrible for someone else and vice versa and that is 100% okay and that is not wrong. Either one of them, period. And I'm, I'm going as far as to say, guys, this is literally including everything. What you consider junk food, ice cream, pizza, hot Cheetos, candy, processed foods, sugar, 
every food under the sun qualifies in this mindset. None of it is inherently bad for you. And yes, some some things are generally good for you, but again, individuality comes first because if someone is allergic or has an intolerance or generally hates the taste of that thing, that thing isn't good for them, even if it's quote-unquote good for you. I hope this is making sense. So that's probably the one of the most important things to understand and truly grasp in your mind because that's going to help you decide which food choices are good for you and which ones aren't so great for you and therefore make the choices that empower you and make you feel the best. Not the most restricted, not the most limited, but the most vibrant, free, and this is my diet and I am so happy about it. So that's that. Once you've established this concept in your mind and you truly understand it, you have a new perspective because you can look at different things and be like, okay, I know that food and nutrition and food choices are all very individual and what one person may say is good for you may not necessarily be the case for me and again, vice versa. So, You come across a piece of advice, someone tells you to eat something or not eat something, you come across an article, whatever, and you see something, for example, not bashing on keto, you guys, just so you know, but I'm saying, if you come across an article that says, the keto diet has been shown to be the best diet for fat loss, here's why, and then it goes on to say all the reasons why cutting carbs is the best idea, and it's going to be miracle worker, and it's, it's the cure, it's the one and you know, the one thing you have to be doing, which by the way, that does not exist. Okay. And, um, you can look at that article and be like, you know what? I understand what they're saying. And I'm sure that the person who wrote the article, keto was an amazing choice for them. But do I feel like, um, severely cutting my, my carbs and just sticking to more higher fats and higher protein Is that something that I feel would be beneficial for me in terms of would I feel happy? Would it be sustainable for me? Would I be uh, more energized? Would it be easier? Would it be, would it make me feel amazing? Or would it make me feel restricted? Or would it make me feel limited? And like, I can't eat the foods that I enjoy because it's on the quote unquote no list. Hmm. And then if you're someone who genuinely enjoys lower carb diets and you feel great doing them and you have no issues staying consistent because you genuinely love that, all the power to you. Keto might be the best diet for you. But for someone like me and for a lot of you listening, carbs are a big part of our lives. We love them and for good reason. They are delicious. They are amazing for energy. And they're delicious. Did I say that? So looking at this article, I can therefore make this decision. I'm like, you know what? Like I said, I'm sure that article, the person who wrote that article, Keto works amazing for them, but I don't think that's going to work for me. So I'm going to go ahead and skip out on this one and let's analyze the next one. And you start narrowing down the diets and the, the food choices and the ways of eating that feel right to you. And this isn't a one step, like you're going to get it all on one try. You ask yourself the question and magically, you know, sometimes it's a bit of a process. Sometimes it takes a bit of trial and error. Maybe you just genuinely don't know because you've never thought about it. And that's okay. That's normal. We weren't taught these things, unfortunately. We were taught all this bullshit about angles and shit and trigonometry and lines, but nothing about health and how to make proper nutritional choices for you. It was just a standard, here's a plate, eat this. Like, that. that's very helpful, right? 
Um, but there you can start to make these decisions. And as you move through the, you know, the pieces of information you come across, you can therefore make the, the right choice for you. So, for example, you come across a diet, flexible dieting. Now, again, just a disclaimer, this is a diet that I follow and most of my clients do. It does not mean I believe it is superior. It does not mean I believe it is for everybody. I'm just sharing you my personal experience with this and based on what the data says. But again, you are an individual person. So take this as my piece of information. And then based on the resources we're talking about in this episode, decide is it for me or not. So flexible dieting is basically where you just calculate your calories, how much protein you should be eating, how many carbs and how many fats. And then you kind of just fill in the gaps with whatever you feel like eating. Now, of course, it's generally a good idea to not just eat, you know, McDonald's and in and out all the time because your calories would go like super quick. You wouldn't feel full. You wouldn't get enough nutrients and it just wouldn't be fun, I think. I mean, maybe that's your shit, but it's probably not going to be good for you long term because you're severely depleting your nutritional intake by not eating more leafy greens, whole, you know, nutrient dense stuff. Anyway, flexible dieting is basically giving you a free for all. As long as you're within your budget of calories and your budget of protein, carbs and fats, you can basically eat whatever you want. And that may give some of you anxiety. What do you mean I can eat it? What? I can have anything I want. That just seems so overwhelming. I don't even know what I would eat. And so then maybe flexible dieting wouldn't be for you because it's too much of a stressor. It's too much complications, too many numbers, too many this, too many that. And that's okay. That's perfectly fine. That's amazing that you know that about yourself because guess what you're doing? You're setting yourself up to choose a diet that's going to make you feel good and happy to do that not stressed and anxious so if you listen to that and you're like oh my god that's too much too much over uh, overwhelming too overwhelming for me then awesome that may not be the diet for you but someone else may look like may look at that and be like oh my god like you're telling me i can eat ice cream and i can have pizza every once in a while and have coffee how i like my coffee with creamer but i can still lose weight as long as i'm in a budget i that just sounds amazing and that would be the perfect diet for them. So you see, everything is context dependent. Everything is different for everybody. And based on, you know, you having that mindset of everything is going to be different for everybody, you can start to sort through this information and make the choice that makes you feel the best. And I wish I could sit here, you guys, and tell you that answer for you. I wish I could. I mean, it's it's very hard to say, do this diet. Like, a, a responsible trainer would not do that because... It is so complex. It is so different for everybody. And for me to just sit here and give you do flexible dieting or do keto or do intermittent fasting, it's not really effective and it's not going to really work for everybody. But what will work for everybody is building the foundational skills to understand how to make that decision for yourself. And that's the most powerful thing. So once you solidify the mindset of everybody's different, no food is inherently good, no food is inherently bad because it all depends on the context, and then you start sorting through the information, you basically just choose something that you think would work for you. And it's okay if you're not 100% sure. Like I said before, we weren't taught these things. We're not really entirely sure how to do this on our own the first time around. Just like driving a car, you're going to need to learn. You're going to need to practice. You're going to need to take a wrong turn and be like, oh shit, wrong turn, and then redirect yourself into the right path. That's the way this works. That's the way anything in life works. And the same thing goes with nutrition. 
But once you put in that time and that dedication to figure this out for yourself, you can then make the best decision, whether that's keto, whether that's whatever. Anything, all the diets work, everything is is doable, everything is manageable. It just comes down to, is it the best diet for you? Do you feel good doing it? Do you feel like you can stick with it? And do you feel happy doing it? And as long as you tick yes to those answers and those questions and you're fine and you are on the road to being successful with this. So once you decide on a diet, it's just a matter of doing it consistently. And I know this is another one of those pieces of information like, oh my God, I know. But I really want you to listen to me because it's one of those things that we all know we have to do, but we don't do it. And as with anything, if we do it here and there sporadically, like, yeah, we'll get somewhere but it's not going to give us the results that we truly want. And why would you why would you not want to get the result you want? Why would you not want to put in that little bit of effort to make sure that we get there? Because that's why we're doing this. All that time and effort and just energy into this. It's to get something out of it. It's to improve your life. It's to get healthier. It's to lose the weight, to gain the muscle, to whatever. And that's what it takes. It takes a little bit of trial and error. It takes a little bit of patience and a little bit of time. And the only reason why people don't succeed is because not because they're doing the wrong thing or because they don't know what they're doing. It's just they just don't do it long enough. They do it for two, three weeks, maybe a month, maybe three months. And then they fall off because life happens, shit happens. They don't have a plan. They don't have any structure and they haven't built the skills to stay consistent. And at the end of the day, that's literally all that matters. Like, I've said this many times on this podcast and if you follow me on Instagram or know me in real life, you know that I always say this. It literally doesn't matter what you do. You can do any diet you like, any kind of exercise, any whatever. But if you stick with it, you're going to see something happen. It's it's literally impossible not to get anywhere. If you're consistent, if you're putting in that right effort and you're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing, but doing it for the long term, not just for three weeks, not just for a month. And that really only happens when you have that diet or that way of eating that makes you feel good. So back to the episode topic of how to build a healthy relationship with food. The first step is understand that it's all going to be different. Everybody's choices, everybody's lifestyle, everybody's diet is going to be different. And for good reason, because we are all different. It's not that one is bad. It's not that one is good. It just makes them different. It just makes them, you know what, these work for me, these wouldn't. And then that doesn't mean your answers are going to be the same as your friends or your mom's, whatever. The next step is knowing that piece of information. Go do your research. Try some things. See what feels good. See what makes you feel like the least miserable possible when trying to pursue your goals. Whether it's flexible dieting, whether it's keto, intermittent fasting, gluten-free. Like literally, it does not matter. Just pick something that you think would work for you. Third, be consistent. Do it most days of the week. Try your hardest to stay consistent. When things are stressful, when things are hard and it's, you know, you have no motivation, you just want to eat random, like you don't care. Give yourself a little bit of freedom, but also understand that this is part of life and sometimes there are going to be times where we're not feeling so great and there are going to be times where we feel amazing. And that doesn't mean we can't make progress in both of those. It might look different. It might not be as fast. It might not be the same kind of progress. It might be more mental than anything, especially in times of stress. But you can still make some kind of progress. You don't have to give everything up when life gets tough. You don't have to. 
And that goes on to the last part of building a healthy relationship with food is once you understand nutrition is different, here's what I think will work for me. I'm going to aim to be consistent. This one is the most important after the mindset part. But when you make a mistake, when you fall off track, when things don't go right, when things don't seem to be going the way that you wanted them to go, it's how you move on from that that truly solidifies this relationship with your nutrition. Because expecting you to be perfect, expecting you to never eat carbs if you chose to pursue keto, expect, and by the way, if it's a consistent mistake, that might be a sign that that diet may not be right for you, just something to be aware of. When your body is constantly rejecting it mentally and physically, like, no, I'm not going to stick to keto. I can't stick to keto. That may be a sign that maybe keto isn't for you or whatever, insert whatever diet it is that you're trying and it isn't working for you. But when that happens and you make those mistakes, it's how you move about it that determines, okay, we're going to be fine. We have a good relationship here. We're strong. Or this is going to send us down a downward spiral back to square one. For the 50th time. Having a healthy relationship with food is not about being perfect. It's not about being on track 100% of the time. It's not about having everything figured out, having everything perfectly planned, following the the step-by-step perfectly every single day, never making a mistake, never stopping. That's literally impossible, first of all. And second of all, how miserable of a life that would be to never allow yourself freedom to mess up because you will like it's not like if you try your hardest not to you're going to mess up and I've seen this so many times with women especially is they have such a high like I need to get through this I need to stay strict I can't mess this up I can't mess this up and inevitably because they're human beings they mess up they have too much of one thing they overeat their calories whatever and then they just beat themselves to the ground like nobody would believe and it's like if you just started from the beginning and said you know what these are the food choices that I want to make. This is what makes me feel happy. This is what, you know, I feel good doing. But I also understand that it's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to go according to plan. And that doesn't mean that I'm a complete failure. It doesn't mean that I have to start over. It doesn't mean that I have to go down a spiral of feeling bad and beating myself to the ground. It's just a mistake. And with any mistake, you just pick up right where you left off and you move forward you literally keep walking you just tripped that's it some trips are bigger than others but you tripped nonetheless you can keep walking crawling if you have to <laughs> but i just wanted to demonstrate like the true true revelance uh revelation excuse me of if you have a good relationship with food or not is how you move on from mistakes because if you have such a strict mentality of if I mess up that's it it's over this food messed me up versus understanding like okay I had this food which I wasn't anticipating having I had this many calories I whatever but it's okay it's not the end of the world I'm gonna move forward and I'll just make a better choice next time what else can I do and I'm gonna not beat myself up even if the weight spikes five pounds tomorrow it's fine it's going to come back down. I just got to get back, keep moving forward, and I'll get there eventually. That, getting to that place 
is so empowering. And I can tell you guys from personal experience, I remember a time where I was on the opposite side where I thought food was a good or bad. I thought that junk food was the end of me. I thought that if I made one mistake, I had to start over. And now I'm at a place where I am so proud of where my food mentality and my relationship with food has gotten. And I would, God, it is night and day the difference in how you feel about yourself and how you feel about your mistakes and how you feel about how confident you feel in yourself. Because when I was constantly worried about making a mistake and being and messing up, I didn't feel good. I, I, I didn't feel free. I didn't feel like I was in control. I always felt controlled by something by food, by my choices, by this and that. And now, like just the other day, I think I posted about this a few weeks ago, I overate like by 2,000 calories over my limit, you guys, over my limit. I already eat a lot. That was a lot more than I needed to be eating. And I didn't, the next day that came around, what I did is I shifted my calories a little bit, didn't slash them in half, didn't just starve myself the next day. I made a strategic plan to disperse the remaining calories to make it even and to make it so that I can still reach my goals but not feel guilty about it not feel beat up about it not feel like a failure because I messed up because that's not the case and the reason I've been so successful with my own journey in the sense that I have I haven't stopped for more than maybe two weeks because of injuries in the last two years, it's not because I have this magical superpower of never being unmotivated and being perfect. It's because when I do make those mistakes, which happen a lot, and I have a lot of unmotivated days, which happen a lot, I don't beat myself up about it. I don't try and guilt myself into thinking, oh, you messed up because you didn't make the right food choices. Oh, you messed up because you didn't make the, you ate something you weren't supposed to, or you ate too much, or you just, you just let it go. You just let that shit go. You focus on what's next. How can I make a better choice next time? How can I set myself up for success tomorrow? And then you just go. You just move on and you just do what you got to do. And and that's it. So understanding like that it all all can be solved. It, It all can be figured out. It's all fine. Like nothing is permanent. You didn't mess everything up one day, one week, one month. It's part of it. It's not the whole thing. And if you can move on from mistakes like that, oh my God, you are golden. There is nothing that can break you because you know, even if shit isn't perfect, even if things don't go the way that you thought they were going to go, you know how to move forward. You know how to keep winning. You know what needs to get done and how to do it. And that's it. So just with all of this said, like everything has to be taken into context food choices diets how does this seem to me how does this make me feel how do i think i would perform doing x from that decide if it's good or bad not from your typical this is bad for you this is good for you don't do this do this take yourself into account really ask yourself questions and take time to realize these answers because That time that you think you don't have for yourself is the most important. You deserve that time. You deserve to set aside a few weeks to trial and error, figure things out, take your time, don't rush, and make this something you can keep doing for the rest of your life and not something that you keep giving up every few weeks, cycle after cycle, years on end, never getting anywhere. 
So understand that every food choice is context dependent, whether it's quote unquote bad junk food and good food, it all depends on the person. It all depends on what they like, their preferences, if they're allergic, what they what they like, what they thrive on. Um, that all is going to determine whether a food is good or bad, but it's not the same definition for everybody. Everybody's food choice list will look different. Everybody's good food list and bad food list will look different. And some of your good foods might be on someone's bad list and vice versa. And that's okay. That's fine. That's the individuality of us humans. Understanding that and then using that knowledge to go find a diet that works for you, that really makes you feel good and confident. And then taking that extra time and energy to figure that out. If you don't know, a few weeks, trial and error, try different things. One week, try one thing, see if it works. Then next week, try something else. Try to be consistent when you find that thing that you think will work for you. Even if it, you, you can always change it later. It's not set in stone. It's not permanent. But stay consistent. Give it a few months. Try it out. Really try it out. Put your all into it. And then when those mistakes happen, just understand that it's okay. I have control over this. Food does not control me. This lifestyle does not control me. I get to decide how I feel about myself and I'm choosing to look at this mistake as part of the process, as a normal human mistake, not as a, fa- a sign that I'm a failure and I need to quit and I suck because that's a lot what a lot of us do sometimes. So if you think of this advice, you guys, it can kind of literally apply to anything, how to build a healthy relationship with X. Like it all just depends on so much individuality, so many different things. And the most important thing is really listening to you and what you want to do and what feels right for you and honoring that and being and respecting yourself enough to say, you know what, this does not feel right for me. I'm not going to do it anymore. Or you know what, people don't really agree with this, but I feel really good doing this. So I'm going to do it. And that's that. And nobody else has to understand. If you're working with a coach, it's probably a good idea to tell them what you're doing. But for the most part, like if it's not affecting your health, if it's not a severe danger, if it's not, you know, you're eating snakes, snake oil, bullshit diet, that one, don't do that. That's stupid. Um, if you're not endangering your health, then that's fine. It's nobody's business what you decide to do with your diet. It's nobody's business what you consider to be good and bad and like vice versa. Don't judge other people's food choices if it's not your place to do so. Because again, You don't know their background. You don't know where they're coming from. You don't know their story and you don't know what works for them because you are not them. And again, same thing if someone comes to you and says that like they don't know and they don't need to know if you don't want them to know. So longer episode today, but I feel like this is super important, especially coming into the holidays and people getting anxiety about losing their track or maybe if you haven't started and now you're like, oh shit, now I have to wait for next year. You don't have to wait. You can take those baby steps. You can take the time to figure out how you want to navigate this holiday season, how to stay on track, whatever that means to you, whether it's still losing weight, whether it's maintaining, whether it's, you know what, I'm going to allow myself a few extra pounds. That's what I'm doing. I'm not stressing about weight loss right now. I don't got time for that shit. I don't want to do it. I'm not interested. I will do that later. But right now for me is a time for weight gain and I'm okay with that and that may be the case for you or it may be weight loss and all the power to you. There is nothing wrong with whatever you choose to do. Again, it all freaking depends. Like that's my favorite answer, but everybody's least favorite to hear. Like it depends, it depends, it depends, but that's the answer to everything. So take the time, do your research for yourself, make the choices that empower you and make you feel good and be unapologetic about it. Be okay with making mistakes 
truly forgive yourself and move on when they happen and you're gonna watch your relationship with food and literally anything else with yourself go up go in a positive direction like you couldn't even imagine and it's that simple i know it's how it feels like it's so much more scarier and so more complicated and all these secrets that i'm not telling you but that's it's just that it's just finding what works taking the time to figure that out staying consistent and moving on when things don't go the way that you plan them to that's it and that's literally it that's all you have to do give it enough time really work on this and your relationship with food and again anything can improve over time if you follow these steps so again i've done it with from personal experience i've read the research and i've done this with my clients i'm telling you guys listen to me listen it works listen linda linda listen which one is it either way (laughs) it works so that is pretty much all i want to talk about today that is a long episode my goodness 32 minutes already i have never done one this long but i just thought this was an important message to share right now so yeah i hope you guys enjoyed that i hope you found value in that i hope you liked the longer episode and didn't mind me talking for a little longer and if you did enjoy it please do not forget to leave me a five-star review on the itunes app i would so 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 highly appreciate it again this is just for me to get this message out and to help as many women as i can it's not about the reviews and the numbers for me it's literally just the more reviews i get the more people hear this message the more people i can help and that's all that matters to me so with that being said long long episode i hope you guys enjoyed again and i will talk to you in the next one hope you have a beautiful rest of your day thanks for listening guys bye